I do me. Like, I, that's, that's my shift. Just by waking up and just doing me and just actually getting into different relationships, I realized what parts, like, I didn't have to do. You know what I mean? Like, and it wasn't like I shifted. It was just like I was doing too much on one side that really wasn't me. You yeah. know what I mean? And it was just like, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You don't, You could just stop. What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Redefine Your Roots podcast. My mission for this series is all about understanding where we come from. What is the source of who we are today? How can we challenge our perspectives of what we know to show up as our highest version of ourselves? Every episode, you'll hear an impactful story or perspective to help create a new narrative of our own. I'm your host, a queer black woman, entrepreneur, coach, mental health advocate, creative, and most importantly, a real person, just trying to figure out the ways of the world. My name is Nicole Raglan, and this is Redefine Your Roots. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back for another episode today, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in and tapping in. Remember, if you are new here, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let's grow together. So today's episode, I'm going to be talking to one of my homies, Hyped Up Reese. She's a super dope creative from the Jersey area that really gets into Jersey club music and helps just create safe spaces of people within LGBTQ community and for other creatives to feel inspired and motivated to keep thriving within their own creativity through the brand that she established called The Hype House. So I'm excited to get into today's conversation. We're going to get into some queer-friendly conversation today. Um, So we're talking a lot about our experiences, just kind of coming into the LGBTQ community, um, some of the hardships that we might have faced throughout our just journey within our sexuality A lot of those hardships also come from how we feel like we need to show up within our sexuality and what that looks like. And a lot of those things come from our ideas of what masculinity is, our ideas of what femininity is, and what that should look like. There's a lot of pressure within sexuality to show up a a certain way or a lot of pressure within just relationships to show up a certain way and through this conversation we're just really kind of navigating to see how you know Reese kind of got into this comfortable space within her just femininity her masculinity her just queerness in general we're really highlighting the importance of communication the importance of understanding self so that we can show up within our relationships more mindfully and more rationally versus versus looking for other people to feel the pain that we feel for other people to feel the projections that we put on to them because of the emotions that we don't we haven't dealt with yet so um yeah this episode is really about just like addressing real life things that have may have happened to you so you don't inflict it onto other people or 
an experience that now has happened to you and now you're choosing and deciding to show up differently so that you can have a different outcome. I'm really happy with how open and how full our hearts were throughout this conversation. So yeah. And stay tuned for the end of the episode. Reese will be doing a live outro. She's clicking buttons, hitting the beat pad, creating some super dope beats. So yeah, stay tuned in and tapped in for that. And let's get into today's episode, y'all. Hey, <laughs> how you doing, friend? I don't know why I'm nervous. I'm Are nervous. you serious? Let's do worse. I'm a little nervous. This is probably, I don't know, one of these working against you or for you. <laughs> Y'all, I have not seen Reese in like what three months, two months? Yeah, it's, it's been a minute. I yeah. saw her like twice this whole pandemic. That's crazy. This pandemic is really like challenging all types of friendships and connections. Can we talk about it? <laughs> it really is. And I just feel like, unfortunately, since we're so far and we don't have like the opportunities to link as much, it just feels like, you know, as a friend, it feels harder to show up. <laughs> Yes. Like, it feels like, like there's a void that, like, I'm constantly not filling within my friends. Like, yes. during this pandemic, I just feel like, I don't know. I'm like, where are my niggas at? And I just feel like... And it's, like, weirdly, like, and I think it's, I think, I don't know if this is going to sound bad, but it's, like, really, like, I feel like if I'm not talking to them, like, I'm like, okay, they're okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, if they're not talking to me, we're not talking to each other, like, we're okay. Yeah. But there's also, like, this pressure of, like, feeling like you still need to, like, connect with them in the same way, even though it's just, like, life is not on the same type of time, like. It isn't. But, and it's okay that it's not. Not. And know? I think that's, I think those are, like, the friendships or, like, relationships that are, like, withstanding its time because mm-hmm. it's, like, you're not feeling that extra pressure to make sure that this is working. It's, like, it's just working. We're, we're both not all there right now, so. Exactly. And sometimes we're gonna be able to come through and sometimes it's gonna and that's perfectly okay (laughs) you know you don't get as many opportunities but the the connection it still feels there you know it really does yeah i can agree yeah um so but today i'm with my girl reese yeah yeah hyped up reese (laughs) um yeah, Reese. I have met Reese a few years back, and I'm actually kind of interested because I want to talk, talk about our whole story. How, oh, we, how became, we met? How we became friends. Yes. <laughs> and oh, back wow. in like 05. For real. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited. Toddlers. <laughs> yeah, talk about those times. Um, but I also really wanted to get into like some queer friendly conversations because, you know. Reese is a queer person of color. She's yes. very confident within her within her sexuality. So I think it'll be really cool to just hear her perspective on things. Okay. Um, yeah, so tell me, Reese, tell me a little bit about who you are and how you are okay. defining yourself within the world. Uh, well, I'm hyped up, Reese. Uh, I make music. I DJ. I, you know, I'll be clicking buttons <laughs> live. And I perform, like, I'm dead as a performer. And it's just, you know, I'm at the phase where I got to believe in my ne- believe in myself because, like, if I don't believe in myself, then who the fuck is... How the fuck could you expect somebody else to believe in you, you know? So I'm definitely getting better when it comes to that. And I, you know, you know, that's who I am. 
Yeah. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> Aren't we all? I'm I love that. I love that you're open about that though, because I feel like a lot of people are like, "I'm this is me and this is who I am. This is how I'm showing up. Mm-hmm. Damn if you do, damn if you don't. Yeah. This is the way that I'm living." Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it be all bullshit. Like they be just gassing. Yeah, like that's really not the story. You may be telling yourself that, but your your tinier thoughts are speaking a little louder than those ones. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little smidge. <laughs> so, do you, have you ever felt like you were like that at one point? Like you were so kind of gung ho about this is who you are, and I don't care what anybody else has to say. No, I think I'm actually I've struggled to get there. Like mm. I've always wanted, like I looked up to that, like that confidence to where you're just like this is me. That's it. But unfortunately, um, I've I have like people pleasing tendencies. Like I look around me and I try to conform or be, you know, who, who other people want me to be. Yeah. And it's not until I tried to fill those shoes and never could, and like going against that grain, that friction just makes you depressed. Like yeah. makes you like not even want to be you. So like yeah, I had a lot of trouble. Uh, finding my place in this world like just between being gay between going to like a, a predominantly white school being like the only black kid or of a few you know like just dealing with always being like a fucking triangle you know trying to fit into like a square, <laughs> square bitch yeah. you're not you're not that shape bro you can't conform so it's just I think I'm starting to get there to where, like, I'm, like, I'm confident. Like, this is who I am, like, and that's it. Like, you're just going to have to take it. Because I, I didn't come out until I was, like, 23, 24. Like, really? barely, bro. Like, I didn't know that. Like, pinky toe out. Like, Oh, my God. Pinky I feel like, toe. I feel like when I met you, you were out, no? No. I was not out. I was oh, low. Wow. Like, I was, I, it was, because it was, a, like, a, for me, coming out, it happened in stages. Like, I definitely did not... I didn't want to come out. I didn't want to. Like, a bitch was just scared. Like, scared to be myself. So, like, I think people knew because I never dated niggas and I just had <laughs> girls coming over. My mom was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> Something's off with her spirit. Because my mom was in the church and she used to be real, like, I don't know. She feel like she got an eighth sense or something. She can sense a demon from a mile away. Even though every person... That's real. She said she felt something in their spirit about, you know, she felt that they wasn't shit anyways. But still, like, it's still, like, I feel like she was uncomfortable with me being gay. The fact that I'm bringing these girls over, calling them my friends, and she know damn well these bitches not my... Just my friend. Yeah. You know, so... uh. She was not comfortable with that, you know? So how did you, like, come out? Like, what was the story behind that, if you don't mind sharing? It was, I really, first of all, for my dad's family, my Aunt Carol, who used to live with us, told my whole family that I, uh, that I was gay. Like, she told my dad, she told my little sister, and my little sister told me, and then I asked my Aunt Carol, like, my Aunt Carol literally had a hip replacement in the hospital. I got in the car so fast and drove to the hospital like, Aunt Carol, was you running your mouth? Yeah. Was you saying this, this, and that? Yeah. Like, 
And she did. She did. But she ain't, she ain't admitted. She, unfortunately, she passed away in, like, 2019. Um, Sorry. Nah, you're good. But my dad told me after she passed that uh, he told her. Like, he told her. Well, no, she told him that I was gay. Like, she told him, like, back when we was living at the other place. So I was like, damn, Aunt Carol really threw me under the bus. Threw my eyes right out the closet. Drug me, drug me by my box braids. Right out the closet. Because that Not was... the box braids. <laughs> bro, yeah, because that was my first relationship. You remember, like, like yeah, you, you know, I would have the same style for, like, two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... So do you ever feel like, like now, like since everyone kind of like knew your story before you were able to share it, that mm-hmm. you couldn't kind of like catch the kind of control that you wanted people to like perceive you? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, like I couldn't keep up. Well, not like I couldn't keep up. I feel like I was just, I don't know. Like I just wanted to be something I wasn't. For example, even in my relationships, I thought, because uh, I dress very masculine, so I feel like I had to, you know, be masculine as far as, like, paying for everything and, like, you know, just being dependable or... Yeah. I'm not that nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a take-care-of-you type of fucking nigga. Like, I'm just... I will... Don't get me wrong, but it's like it pulls on my heartstrings for me to do that. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's me showing up and just doing extra because I got that much love for you. But it's not like I'm like you're not just we're not we're just not about the fuck. And I'm not just going to give you a Birkin bag. Like, that's yeah. not like I'm not a just give you a watch type of nigga. Like and um, people realize that in my early relationships and it just like, we just couldn't get along because I just wasn't what they thought I was. So, it, I feel like I had to find myself and I just had to be, like, okay with who I was. And not even, yeah, I just had to be okay with who I was instead of trying to fit on all these costumes that didn't fit, you know? And then once I finally was just, like, okay, like, naked, I think, like, that's when I, like, finally, like, accepted me and it's just like, I guess I'm just trying to, I guess I'm just trying to prove who I am to people now that I know who I am. But the thing is, I don't have to prove shit. Mm-hmm. I just have to be me. And I think that's my biggest issue right now. It's just like, I feel like I have to hustle. Yeah. Like, I have to like work doing for both. it. It's like you're doing both. Like, this is me. I know who I am. But now I have to... If I pull up to a room, I have to prove and show you that this is who I am. But, like, yeah. are you really being who you are if you're doing that? Exactly. <laughs> it just, like, adds on to, yeah. like, anxiety. So, I just, I'm really, like, caught in the middle now. Like, because even this pandemic, it's got me, like, I haven't, you know, partied, done much, hosted in a year. Like, I've just been playing around. My girl, we had, like, fake parties with, like, invisible people. Like, you know, you know, but like, other than that, like, I don't do that. So, like, even with this housewarming I had this past weekend, I felt like I was just trying to prove to everybody who I was. And it's just like, Mm. I don't have to do, like, I don't have to do that. 
No, I feel that. I you feel know, that. like games, hosting, like it's just exhausting, and I'm yeah. just not that fucking bitch anymore. And it's <laughs> and we're in a pandemic. Like I said, I'm gonna say this every episode. We're in a pandemic, yeah. and just everything just feels like the most like yeah everything that you feel like you need you really don't because you haven't been doing it <laughs> exactly um but yeah I, I think it's interesting like how you talk about gender roles though and like feeling like you need to show up in a masculine you at least you used to feel like you needed to show up in like a masculine presenting way and everything that associ- associates with masculinity you needed to do that for your person yeah. so like how did you like kind of shift your thought behind what masculinity looked like or how you felt like you were showing up within your fem- femininity, even though you were showing up masculinity. <laughs> um, oh my god, that was just such a fucking question. Can you say that again? <laughs> did that make sense? Though? Yeah, it did, but I just needed, just for comprehension purposes, I need you to say it one more time. Yeah. Um, you were saying how you used to show up in your past relationships. You should yeah. show up in a pretty masculine way, and yeah. I feel like. That was something that you had to shift out of. Yes. But, like, to do that, you had to be able to address the feminineness within you and yeah. also the ma- what you associate masculine to be. Yeah. So how did you kind of shift your headspace to be like, all right, this is feminine, this is masculine, this is who I am, this is how I'm showing up, and this is what masculine should look like for me, and it doesn't have to look like that for anyone else but me, and, like, be okay yeah. with that. Um, I definitely think... It took time, and it's still something I'm working on. But the shift, just like, I don't know, you see me, yo. One day I'm in a dress. One day (laughs) I'm looking like a nigga. (laughs) Like, I literally just, I do me. Like, that's, that's my shift. So it's just like, I feel like just by waking up and just doing me and just actually getting into different relationships, I realized what parts... Like, I didn't have to do, you know what I mean? Like, and it wasn't like I shifted. It was just like I was doing too much on one side that really wasn't me. me. You yeah. know what I mean? And it was just like, bitch, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You don't, You could just stop. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I feel like with every relationship, like, I, I kind of grew because I n- knew what I didn't need to do. Mm-hmm. So, like, every relationship, I guess I just left some of that nigga that was the fake nigga I was trying to be just, like, there. Like, I was like, you don't got to do this. Like, Not leave that, you know what I mean? And it just, so, I feel like, you know. I feel like in return for me, mm-hmm. so, I feel like I show up pretty femininely. And I feel like how I was, like, raised was in a pretty feminine way. Like, I went, to, you know, I was a cheerleader, mm-hmm. like, I was really like, all right, real team, like yeah. makeup on, like, uh-huh. you know, that's how I felt like I was showing up. Yeah. So I feel like in return, I feel like I usually date more masculine presenting women. So when it comes to them, I feel like I need to overly feminize myself oh. to the point where like, I want to put on my Tim's, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm trying like, to pull up my sweats back yeah. around, like, and I feel like... <laughs> I feel like that was the thing that I sh- I struggle with, and I feel like I'm still struggling with it right now. But like mm-hmm. showing up in like you know my my comfortable way, and still feeling like I'm feminine enough to be in this relationship with someone that is more masculine, masculine presenting. Yeah. I can't say that word. Right yeah. Now. Um. So, have you ever felt like you were in a situation where you felt like the person you were with was kind of like outshining? your masculinity 
or how you were just trying to show up within your... Oh, no. I've never felt like my partners, I've never felt like they were trying to, like, outdo me and my niggerness that I was trying to do. Or not even like that. Okay. I mean, like, so say you have a partner and... Well, maybe it is like that. So, yeah, like, yeah. yeah so... <laughs> Talk to me. Talk to me short. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is like that because it's like if, if you know if I'm talking to you and you're more masculinely pre- presenting and then I pull up on some masculinely presenting stuff like does that ever intimidate you and in how oh like other God. people perceive this relationship? That's what I'm asking. Got you. No, you have to. I wish Ty was here because she would tell you firsthand. I want her to dress up in my clothes all the time. Like, yeah, go on, put that hat on, put turn that shit around. Yeah, yeah, put on something baggy. You know, like I got pictures of her, of her in my phone looking like a nigga. Like I'm like, yeah, that's my nigga. Like, you about to bend me over, like, like you know. And I, I play around like that. But yeah, like I love to like switch it up with that role playing and things like that. Like. Because I know I could wish Ty wants to be daddy so bad, but I know Ty be chilling. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she is more dominant in different ways. That's another thing. Yeah, she we... shows the fuck up. Like, when, as far as dominance goes, and like, you know. Can she... we talk about that, though? Like, what yeah. the other aspect of dominance and what do you feel like that looks like and how that should show up in within relationships? Like, what is yeah. that? Um, it can show up in so many different ways, whether, uh, just in your relationship communication wise, you know, like just saying how you're feeling, you know, being more comfortable, like just laying things out, like just putting your boundaries on the table. Like this is how I'm feeling and this is that. Like I feel like she's more dominant in those ways as to where I'm more submissive in those ways or like kind of just like I'm a people pleaser. So like I'm, you know, I'm a pillow princess in that aspect. I'm not like... (laughs) (laughs) Why are you like this? When it comes to communication, <laughs> bitch, I'm the pillow princess, all right? So, <laughs> right? And it's just like, you know, when it comes to sex, it's a little different, you know? She's, she can be very dominant, but I can be as well. So we, like, share that type of energy. Uh, what else? Plans. I could say I'm more dominant. When it comes to making plans, just, like, saying where we're going and choosing things like that, just making a decision as far as, like, I, I show up in those ways. Yeah. So, it's like... So, do you... Okay, so when it comes to, like, sexuality and being in, um, you know, same-sex relationships, mm-hmm. do you feel like that's important? Do you feel like... The fluidity yeah, of the... like, being yeah. one person being more being dominant here and the other person being dominant here rather than like one person kind of like taking on that dominance like as is in a like in a heterosexual relationship yeah no that's too much and even in a heterosexual relationship they need to stop doing that shit because it's (laughs) toxic nigga if you can't afford it say that yeah speak up like like (laughs) i just (laughs) like there's just i feel like it's all a spectrum. Because we all, you know, we, we have our days where we want to be cuddled. We have our days when we want to slap ass. Like, we just, it's, it, you just, it's chemistry. And they just got to work together. And I just feel like, you know, if if it's not going right, it, you know, and one's trying to overdo, overcompensate in an area, you know, just imagine. 
Like, you don't got your shit together. You're pulling bullshit together. Like, you running on 10% trying to trying to run a show. No, stop. Like, let take a breath. Let your partner take the wheel, you know? And I feel like that's important in yeah. every relationship. Like, whether you gay or straight, I feel like you should be able to have that fluidity. And that, what is that? That's like toxic mas- masculinity, right? What yeah, you it's, I, I think if you're, like, dominant, trying to take care of shit, do this, do that, you're going to lack in some ways, and you're mm-hmm. going to be insecure about it, and you're going to project it, and you're going to be nasty. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what happens. Yeah. I've seen it happen so many, so times, many times, and I just don't want to be like that. Yeah. You know? And it's crazy. Toxic masculinity in same-sex relationships. Like, have you been in a situation where you were, like, in this toxic masculine situation? Oh, def- definitely. I was trying to be somebody I wasn't. So that's me, like, putting on a costume that didn't fit. So you would be the toxic masculine. Oh, yeah. Right? I Got would it. definitely I try to... I would try, but... <laughs> emphasis on the try. Like, I feel miserably. Like, I was just not... I couldn't be that, and I couldn't do that. Like... I just wasn't built like that, as my mom would say. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, so can we tell everybody, like, how... Because, okay, so me and Reef were beefing at one point. <laughs> you and who? Me and you were beefing at one point. Oh, yeah. I don't even know why we were beefing. I think I remember. <laughs> I think we beefed I twice. I feel, like, I feel like our relationship, our relationship beefed twice. Yeah. But, okay, so, so my whole thing is, like, I also wanted to talk about like your experience like i didn't know that you came out later in your life i don't know why yeah. when i met you i thought you you were out already well because i just knew what i wanted uh-huh. you ain't know what you want <laughs> that was it just slow down <laughs> let's talk pony. about how we met then. <laughs> slow down horsey <laughs> you ain't know what you wanted <laughs> excuse me i'll jump over this table hey, yeah. Ain't nothing but air and opportunity in between us. <laughs> You're funny, yo. <laughs> nah, but, um, yeah, so. <laughs> yo, you're funny, yo. You're funny as shit. But I really wanted to talk about, like, um, kind of the pressures coming out, like, later in your life compared to, like, people that come out, like, earlier in their life and feel like because they know this is what they want and how they're approaching life that, they, I don't know. I feel like they get less shit for women that have, are like, like, unsure until like you know their adult life. Yeah. You know. So, what was your like experience like that? Well, the craziest thing is my little sister and my little cousin came out before I did, and oh, I was wow. still scared to come out. Yeah, like completely afraid, and so when. You know, I think even when my little sister came out, like, we talked about it. Like, it was, you know, it wasn't nothing crazy, but she was still dead. Because my little sister's bi. So, both of them are bi. So, I I really don't know how to compare their experiences to mine because I'm, I don't know if I'm bi. I don't think I'm bi. I just won't ever try to initiate anything with a nigga. Mm -hmm. And then I just like a nigga on top of that to prevent niggas from talking to me so it's like I gotta and that's lock a whole and thing. load it that's a whole thing it's a dead bolt nigga try <laughs> as you're looking at it nigga try, <laughs> try to talk to me oh, <laughs> like wow. you know what I mean so it's um that's all fun I love that that is another layer you gotta 
yeah. back to uh, is coming out thing. Um, I think it just gave me more anxiety just to be scared of being myself. You know what I mean? And having me, you know, I didn't, I just didn't know who I was. So it just added to the pressure. Like, I wish I did it earlier, you know, when I knew. I wish I would have said the whole, you know, I was bisexual thing because at the time I really didn't fucking know. It could have went both ways, you know? Yeah. I was trying to talk to niggas, trying to be straight. I tried it. <laughs> we all tried it. <laughs> I just ain't try it as far as other people did, but I wish, yeah, I just wish I would have done it sooner. I would have. I wish I would have came out sooner because I feel like my experience would have been better. I wouldn't have been trying to fake it till I made it. Like you know what I mean, and didn't even wasn't even comfortable professing what I fully was. So it's just do it over, <laughs> try again. Yeah, and I feel like for me, I acknowledged my sexuality like just recently. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And this is what Reese was talking about. Okay, so when what? we first became friends, so I met I actually met Reese on Tinder, right? Yeah, we were swiping. We were swiping. I was swiping on Tinder, and um, you know, I feel like at that point I was really I was genuinely looking for friends, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you know when I met you, you're like, yeah, I'm gay. I'm you know I'm into women. We were going out to fucking gay clubs mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. And I feel like I wasn't at that point where I'm like, all right, like. A woman is something that I want to be with, but yeah. I feel like I was enjoying the experiences that I was having, but it was like I was also really too timid to show up within myself enough to be confident to like move within the community and like have like you know my foot just kind of set with how I should approach people and just like in these settings, you know? Yeah. So I feel like that was just kind of like how me and you connected, right? Mm hmm. And I feel like over time, like, you know, once I started really getting into my sexuality and, like, embracing who I was and, like, actually getting into, like, same-sex relationships, I feel like something that I struggled with or something that, um, you know, my partner would be, like, intimidated about would be, like, all right, well, you're just, you just got into this. Like, how you know this is what you really want? Like, you know, and I feel like that in return would cause, like, you know, kind of, like, turmoil, Mm-hmm. No. But I just feel like that that's just that's just like my experience with it. Yeah, well, I wonder, you know, it's very unfortunate that your, you know, your partner kept asking you, like, you know. I mean, I feel like I've had multiple partners ask me that. So it was just like. I think they're projecting on you. Oh, is that what that is? It sounds like it. Because why are they asking you if you're sure? If you're with them, your actions should show them that you're sure. They shouldn't have to question you every five okay. seconds. That's because valid. they could have probably been with somebody that was faking it, you know, previously. So they're holding that against your head, like, bitch, are you sure? But I think also, <laughs> yeah, but I feel like also a part of it, too, is just, like, even if I wasn't sure, like, <laughs> this is where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think when it comes to lesbianism Mm -hmm. it's like you have to choose like you're a lesbian or you're straight like you know what I'm saying you can't be bi you can't be bi and I feel like (laughs) and I feel like right now I just identify as queer I don't really feel like I have the the needing or the wanting to be with a a man but say if I ever did I feel like there was like there's gonna be like this pressure like on my back like oh my god (laughs) no but you're loud and that's the 
and that's it that's what i'm saying it's hard it's hard just trying to find that like balance of being like okay well if i am with a woman and this is what i want it's like i can never change that thought and i feel like you know society kind of makes it seem like that's what you are that's what you are like you can't deviate too much or you're just a a fraud sexual relationships me personally i just i don't like them i don't like them I don't like them. I feel like everybody's faking it. Like, even... Because you... Imagine, if you get in a heterosexual... If you're with a nigga, are you gonna wear Tim's? You are. I mean, I'm from New York. So oh, like, that's regular. That's, that's just regular. regular. But no, are you gonna be comfortable <laughs> dressing fully like a nigga as if, you know... Yeah, it, I it, never did. I never did feel that way, you know? I was always prim, proper, and in shape. I had Yeah, because little... that's what women have to do, mm-hmm. right? And, oh my God, that was so nasty. Being a woman like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, nodding to a nigga to, like, make them feel like what they saying is right. Like, nodding and shutting up. It makes me want to throw up. Like, that shit, niggas are... I'm sorry. I know niggas gonna be listening to this podcast, but niggas with an ego, there's a lot of that. <laughs> and it's okay to not know. And it's okay to, like, you know, that's what I was dealing with in my relationships with guys. Like, you know, just arrogance, know it all. It was just real nasty. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how my dad is. <laughs> Sips. <laughs> Toxic masculinity. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Because I feel like... <laughs> Segway! I, I need to start recording these because my facial expressions are ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. like... So, like, how... Your idea of men comes from somewhere. Yeah. Your father. Yeah. So, how have you, or have you, changed your perception of what masculinity and how men should show up now in your life based off, like, how you're you know, your pops used to show up. Yo, the thing is, like, I guess what it is is I just treat people with respect. Like, I kind of do the opposite of what he does. And it wasn't that I was... So, let me tell you about how I started being gay, first off. (laughs) Okay. I started catfishing bitches on WeWorld, okay? And WeWorld is like a virtual website. This was like before. These kids got more advanced shit right now. But WeWorld was like a 2D type of thing. You click, you hop around. But I was acting like a nigga in this virtual world, all right? So I would already be doing things, like guy things, that I think this is how a guy should be. This and that, right? I wasn't trying to be no toxic nigga. I was trying to be the good nigga. Okay? Sent from heaven. You ain't never meet him before. Boom. Here he is. Like, that's what I try to do. So, like, within my own relationships, that's not the way that I was being toxic. The way my dad was being toxic. Because the way my dad is toxic is just, like, cheating, like, womanizer, like, type of, you know, just very selfish. And I wasn't, that wasn't the way I was being toxic and masculine. Like, that's, so I didn't get it from him. You know what I mean? Like, I just got it from, like, all these movies that they romanticize and this dude being the savior and just fixing everybody's problems and, like, yeah. a Superman motherfucker. Nigga, <laughs> bitch, you not Superman. Like, <laughs> like, sit the fuck down. Sit your ass down. Yeah. And be Lois. L- bitch, you Lois, too. Uh, 
Like, uh, uh, save me from me. <laughs> like, like, but we all need that. And I just feel like by trying to be Superman, it just, it was, I couldn't feel that costume. Like, it was kind of too big and bulky. Like, I didn't get it from my dad. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's just, I have to deal with that demon. I see, I see that toxic masculinity in a lot of people. Like, emo- lack of emotional intelligence. Like, not being, like, not trying to cry or shutting your kid up because they're crying. Like, no, nigga, it's okay to cry. You know what I mean? But I think that also plays a role into, like, just people of color. Like, yeah. emotions, though. And strength. Yeah, and strength. You being know, that strong woman, black being, woman. Being strong black woman, strong black man, all that. So I think that all kind of comes into play with it, too. Yeah. You know, not acknowledging how you feel, you know. Yeah. Sit down. Smack you to the ground. Yeah. Don't cry. I if you cry, you, uh, I dare you to cry. <laughs> yeah, you were huffing and puffing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Holding back every little pain you ever had, and that shit will pent up until you're like, 70 years old with upset grandkids. <laughs> like, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, yep. it all trickles down. It's crazy. It is. It's fucking insane. And it's just like, you know, our parents aren't perfect, and they came from, you know, they learned this shit from somewhere, you know? And it's just, like, passed down. I feel like when it comes, well, at least my experience. Talk to me. I feel like when it comes to like caring for someone and loving someone and like really being with the person I feel like being with a woman I feel like it happened so much quicker and uh. I feel like it happened so much deeper I just wanted to like hear like your kind of perspective on how like how you kind of find a good pace within your relationship there is no good pace ooh there is no good pace and the reason why I know this is because I asked around the world like I'm that type of bitch if I don't know something I'm just so, so Daniel <laughs> and this is my, my co-worker he's white mid 50s so <laughs> how long did it take before you engaged your, to your wife like how long did it take yeah some people say a year some people say six months some people say ten years there is no right answer mm. none it's none literally so, like, I, I even, even when I wanted to make time my girlfriend, I did the same shit. So, Daniel, how long were you talking to your girl, right, before you just told her, you want to go steady? Right? Because these are older people. Yeah. They, they give me various amounts, various amounts. So, when do you know? You know, Deanna, when do you know? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. They just got answers for days. It's just, it's not just one. So, um, for me personally, with my relationships, I probably asked, you know, my past partners to be, like, to, like, officially, like, within a month, you know? Literally. Like, I know, you know? And, um... When I was younger, you know, I was young, dumb, just wanted to be in love. So, of course, you're going to, you know, move a little hasty. But when you know, you know, when you know and it feel right, it feel right. 
You know, it's just about dealing with the ups and downs. That's a different story. You know, should you stay with this person or is this person a nutcase? Like, that's a different... So how do you usually, like, navigate that within your relationships? Like, how... What are some, like, key questions you ask yourself? Like, all right, this one's going in the nutty bin. This one's going in, like, all right, let's work on it. (laughs) Like, there is just things that I just can't deal with. Like, there are just deal breakers for me. Like, smoking cigarettes, that's a deal breaker for me. Uh... Like, weird piercings, deal breaker. Deal breaker. That's just me personally, but these are, like, deal breakers for me. So, just as far as, like, knowing they're nutty, I'm not good at that. Like, I fold. Like, in that regard, like, when I see red flags, I folded. You know, and I took it, and I was okay with it. And then sometimes, you know, the first time, I definitely... We both had issues, you know, but I thought she, I thought she cheated on me or was talking to her ex or something like that. So that's how that ended. It wasn't like she was crazy, like she didn't want to talk to me anymore. Like you have to be like a flaming red flag in order for me to not talk to you. Like batshit crazy. Like you don't have no car, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what was the first thing you said? <laughs> Not like <laughs> you don't have any emotional stability. <laughs> like yeah, you don't like, have a vehicle. <laughs> That's it. We can't. This can't work. He can't do it. Wait. But like, yo, like if you were making up stories or something, like that's like a different type of crazy, you know. But like if you were. You know, if you have some type of insecurity you're working on and you're projecting, that's something I could work on, work with, not work on, because that's a personal problem. That's not mine. But. Like, I can work with that. That's not like, oh, my God, irreparable. Like, you can't come back from this. Like, that's, you know, and that's mainly what what ends up happening, you know. But some people don't want to help themselves, and then there's a threshold, you know. You got to, like, you got to know when you got to put you first and stop folding because that's what I do personally. Like, I'll just eat it, eat it. You know, I was, in my last relationship, I was, like, justifying shit that didn't make no sense. Like, apologizing for stuff somebody else did. So, it was like, alright, you're done and pointing to me. Like, you're this game is not for you, bro. Like, that's what you're not gonna do. Like, you're not gonna feel shitty and apologize for, for the way you feel. You're not about to do that, bro. And I wanted to leave every five seconds. I'm not about to stay in a volatile relationship that I don't want to stay in. One thing goes wrong, shit hits the fan. I want to break up with you. This relationship, crazy. <laughs> like, you know, so, I mean, I feel like my experiences definitely help me, like, kind of build up a vetting system of, like, shit to not take. You know, it's just experiences yeah, of dating more people. I definitely had to clean it up, <laughs> clean myself up, and then, you know, clean up my vision as well because people was f- real fucking pretty, bro. People were real fucking pretty, but they insides be ugly. And it's just like, you got to you gotta be able to see through that, see through that. And, um, yeah, it takes, it's it's tough. It's tough, but, you know. You make it out alive. 
little banged up. <laughs> a little, you got a little bruise. I can see clearly now the rainy <laughs> Like, you know, you can see all the obstacles in your way. <laughs> yeah, my last relationship was a test, man. I'll definitely tell you that. Shit looks sweet from the outside, but on the inside... Girl. Niggas just be hurting, hurting other niggas. Can we talk about that? <laughs> yeah. Hurt people. Hurt people. Fucking people. Hurt people. That concept is beyond me, but it makes so much sense. It does. It really does. It's just like, that's all they can do, for real. And, and I think... Something that um, I'm struggling with within my relationships, too, is like, all right, so hurt people hurt people. And I feel like I try to be mindful of the hurt that someone might be feeling. And I can see, like, if they're in a moment where they might be triggered or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I really pride myself in taking a step back and really looking at the situation like, all right, like, maybe this person might need some a little, you know, time to clear out their thoughts. Like, you know, you're clearly triggered right now. But it's like, when you do that and you see this person is so hurt to the point where they'll, like, kind of do anything and, like, kind of say anything to make sure that you feel that in return. And mm-hmm. it just continues the cycle of that. And it's just, like, how have you or have you gotten out of like situations or cycles that were like that and how did you do it you have to be with somebody who's just emotionally aware and emotionally ready or you have to be emotionally ready you just have to withdraw out of shit like literally how you do you take the step back and you just you know you just look at the situation and say this person is hurting when you're being destructive, you have to be able to take, you have to tell that person, like, yo, like, I'm not good right now. Like, I need time. You have to be able to communicate that. You can't be just spraying on people, reckless and endangered. That means they don't give a fuck, bro. Mm-hmm. Or they don't give enough about them. They don't give a fuck about themselves enough. Like, they really just don't care. Like, and that's when it gets reckless and endangered and toxic, like, working with somebody at that point. And you, when you're in it, you kind of don't realize it. It's a, it's a continuous cycle. I'm telling you because I was in it. Like, my previous relationship, I was very much so in that, like, toxic cycle of just feeling shitty, spraying it, spraying it, feeling shitty. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. like, it's nasty. And, um... And and the relationship that I am in now, like, for example, if I'm feeling bad, like, I'll say, so, I'll say something. Like, I can't talk right now. Like, I'm not okay. Like, can I please have time to myself? Because I know I care enough about you that I don't want to say something that'll fucking fuck this up. Like, I don't want to say anything like that. And she is the exact same way. I actually, I actually went to therapy 
like after like one of our arguments because I was just messy boots, bro. Like she already dealt with, you know, that type of toxic environment and, you know, got help for that. So she was already on her shit. And she looked at me and she said, Uh -uh. I'm not doing this. Yeah. I'm too old for this. Yeah. And then I had to look at myself because I was screaming and she was calm. And it was just quiet and awkward. And it's just like... All right, so can we... Like, (laughs) it was... I got questions. (laughs) You because I should have named this I Got Questions. It might not be too late. Because I got questions. <laughs> because, okay, I've been in multiple relationships where um, my calmness comes uh-huh. off as dismissive and toxic, even. Like, I'm not engaging enough when people are having these kind of... Um, Outburst. I was gonna say I was gonna say outburst, <laughs> I, but I was trying not to. But I was gonna say like destructive, kind of like tantrums. <laughs> kind of like, like essentially, like essentially, like that's what it is. And it's like you know when moments like that are happening, like I don't, I just don't respond to that. Like I don't. It's like I feel like I genuinely can't respond in the way that they want me to. You're but fine. I'm just thinking like. Two people not having the same emotional reaction. Reaction. In which, but we, we can talk about my situation of her, us having two emotional, re- different emotional reactions. I don't think her emotional reaction was not there because she felt it. She had an emotional reaction. She looked at me. She looked sad. You know, like she was present. You know what I mean? She was in it. She just wasn't willing to yell at me, you know? She just wasn't willing to be disrespectful towards me. And, like, she just said that. Like, if you're going to disrespect me, I'm not talking to you. And it's just, like, when I then realized I wanted to work towards something. Like, I wanted to, like, have a solution. Like, I didn't want it to be shitty, nor did I want her to leave or break up that night. You know what I mean? Like, this was, like, a... What else can I... Okay, I can't yell and be toxic. All right, so I'm going to shut up and look dumb for a little bit. But, like, you know, it's just, like, trying to problem solve. Like, like when, when they're, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's okay for you to have an emotional reaction or not or be emotionally withdrawn. I'm not sure. But if you're, if you're there, if you're talk like, you don't have to be rah, 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 rowdy just to have, you know, like, an emotional reaction. You can still, like, in return, I don't feel like it's a problem. <laughs> like, and as you, you should stand in that. I just don't feel that way. <laughs> like, and, I'm sorry you feel that way, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, at times it's like, okay, am I, like, really stuck in my ways? But, like, no, because I literally just cried like two days ago <laughs> like you yeah. know what i'm saying like i'm capable of engaging in such emotions like yeah. you know what i'm saying i was just journaling about how you know someone pissed me off the other day like yeah i'm engaging in it as a i'm you know i'm aware you have your outlet and yeah. you're pissed and yeah. you're you're feeling it. yeah like i can acknowledge this 
angry emotion. So, like, the fact that I could be in it and present in it and still not respond in, like, this kind of, like, typical way, I don't feel as though that it is a bad thing. And I do think, like, a part of it is, like, society, like, kind of puts that kind of expectation, like, oh, well, if my man don't treat me right, then I'm going off on him. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to slit. Tires. Yeah, I'm, I'm going slitting to tires. That. I'm bashing windows. Like, nobody's about to disrespect me. Like, <laughs> rah, rah, you, rah. but that's all ego. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, like, showing up on some, like, what's good type yeah. stuff. Like, that's all ego, like, showing up like that. Exactly. So, I personally don't feel like it's an issue. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, I'm removing myself. Like, my body is removed so I can rationally check in. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that is such a fucking skill people don't have. Like, they can't think, like, with just solely facts. Like, bare bones. Like, Mm -hmm. bro, leave your tears at the door. What really happened, my nigga? What's the story? What's the story? What really went down? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. literally, don't have your biases. Don't have your assumptions. Like, take all of that shit back out. Delete, delete, undo, undo, right? So I think, I really think that is dope. Yeah. I want to argue with you just so I can see. Let me step. Hey, yeah. But like a nice discussion, like to where, you know, like it just gets solved. It gets solved, but it gets solved in a mature adult way that doesn't call anybody out of their name, disrespect them, drag them to the floor. You know what I mean? I feel like you've seen me in an argument. You was arguing with me. What did I do? You were... You I was were, very rational. You were like, very yeah. extremely rational. <laughs> I feel like I argued with you before. Yeah, I think it made me mad. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I hear you. I hear why you would be upset, and that would make me upset, too. I wouldn't want nobody touching my stuff. Yeah. Okay, but I'm telling you my perspective. <laughs> I feel like I did that. <laughs> right? You see me in an argument. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we were. We were. We were definitely beefing. <laughs> we, were, we were beefing. It was, like, for a couple weeks. Yeah, you wasn't talking to me for a few months. Not the second time. The second time you wasn't talking to me for, for a few months. The first time, you didn't talk to me for, like, a couple years. <laughs> it was, like, two years or, like, a year or two. I think this is what happened, though. But, so, remember we were talking about me um, not really being out yet. You're like, I, I didn't know what I wanted. You did. And I think at that time, we were out at... Uh, what was that after? We're out of that after our spot in Gabriel. Voyeur. Voyeur. We were in Voyeur, uh-huh. and you were just you. Know, I know you know how you just be bopping around. I, just I do the same thing too. I'm a wanderer too, though. That's really hilarious because <laughs> I am. I'm bad with it. My friends be like Nicole, you gotta stop doing that. Like I will go yeah. missing. Like yeah. show up the next morning. Like yeah, it's and bad. I'll be home. Like, like, oh, sorry, guys. Like, I went home and I forgot to say something. Like, like no one I'm looking gonna... dead at them on the way out. <laughs> my um, shit, my phone will die. A bitch will be riding off in the sunset. The last thing, riding <laughs> off into the sunset on the Instagram. Phone dead. You won't hear from me for the next morning. <laughs> I did that to my friends when I went to New York for the gay parade. That was the worst. No, that's scary. That was very scary. I was on like, like one of the rinky dink carts. <laughs> um, nah, but we were having 
so I feel like when we were out in the um the place, you were like out and about, and I feel like I'm like, oh my god, like I'm in a gay bar, like why you keep leaving me? Like, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was in my mindset, but you were making it seem like, yo, like like I'm not in a relationship with, with you. you. Yes, you fuck? started blacking on me, and I'm like, <laughs> we don't got to be, but if we're friends, <laughs> I thought we were friends. Yeah, and like yeah. if we're friends, like why are you not? Staying with, with you, me, especially because like we're out, and I was just I was just, I don't even think I was twenty one yet. Like, I think I was like still like twenty at the time. So I'm like, oh my god, like I'm in a club, like <laughs> where the fuck? And it's a gay club at that. And, and then the whole time I'm like, I does this, yeah, like, <laughs> like we out, <laughs> yeah. And I think that was really interesting. I didn't understand it because. I don't think you knew, but that was the relationship I had with my friends. Like, we would just go out into the clubs and just see what's up. Like, yeah, but I think that that's also then, that's also like a you know a good conversation too because it's like me. What I'm coming from is like I got my girls with me going to the club. We yeah, got our heels on, yeah. hair weaves swinging around. <laughs> We, we going to the bathroom we got right. all 10 of us yeah, hanging out in the, the bathroom squad, right? you know what I'm saying like, we got the whole squad on the back yeah and then and like you know I'm like in these situations where everything is comfortable but then like you know I'm going into this environment where everyone around me is really like open in their sexuality it's like yeah. very fluid in there yeah. people are like touching my knee like yeah. hello <laughs> and I'm just like I'm trying to understand, like, because yeah. that's not that's not the same environment. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's completely different. It's like, really you different. were VIP, like, yeah, you're like, hey, you know, this like, is you, us. You're over there with Tim. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, there was like cutoffs. There was there was like a lot of there's a lot of boundaries and just like a way that you need to carry yourself mm-hmm. as a woman within these like kind of like heterosexual club kind of situations. Yeah. So going into shifting into that, and I'm just seeing like people are just like. <laughs> open and out and just free and it's just like wait hold up like I don't really know how like you know I've never really been in something like this before like how you just let me like fly like a bird like that like you know what I'm saying I'm trying to flap my wings I can't even like (laughs) I was like uh uh (laughs) uh uh I did not understand and that's how I felt I just feel like that why she? Why she all over me? You don't. You ain't even my. You barely gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was, and I think that that made me really upset because oh, I'm like, my bad, <laughs> my bad. It was just such culture. Like you just it got was, shocked. It was, it was really bad culture shock. Like you were just shifted out of your element real yeah. quick. Like I didn't really know. Like, and that's a part of it too. Like I wasn't really sure how I was I was supposed to show up because. I feel like, you know, how I usually do is kind of, like, standing back and to the side, bopping around, but then, mm-hmm. like, I don't really have that, like, kind of support that I was getting from all seven of my other friends, and yeah. I'm like, hold up, like, I can't even just bop, like, you know what I'm saying? And you have to, and, and that's what I really appreciate about gay clubs, because yeah. it's, like, everybody's really sure about themselves, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you want to yes. swing on that stripper pole, you don't got no friends with you? You got eight niggas best behind you, you supporting you. Your shit. They like, don't even know you. They you know don't. And it's like, you know, everybody's just free and just really in tune with themselves. Yeah. So it's like, I had to do that. And it's yeah. just like, ooh, who am I? Like, how am yeah. I supposed to do that? And y'all are so sure. Like, how am I sure that how I'm showing y'all is sure? And then you just start getting your head about it. It's really, uh, you know, that's causes a crazy. lot of I didn't even anxiety. Damn. Yeah. 
Baby gaze. Baby gaze. Oh, I should name my episode this. Baby gaze. <laughs> Literally. And came baby. out the gutter. That's so awful. And I didn't even... That aesthetic. Because, I mean, I only went to like one heterosexual club, probably two, Roxy Shampoo, probably went over there or something. Like, I was never fucking, you know... In the clubs, in the club until I turned twenty one, and then I chose to be gay. <laughs> like I chose. That sounds so terrible. But like you know, I just chose I mean, to be you did me. Shoot, you did shoot I me. chose me. I, yeah, you know, I chose me over this fucking world, over the social norms. Like I chose, you know. Let me see. Is there something on this pad? Are you gonna do a little ending? Oh my god, my girl hyped up Reese. About to kill it with the little outro. My girl hyped up Breeze. She be um putting up some fire heat on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music. She got all types of little EPs drop, done drop. Tap into her things, okay? Tap in, tap in, tap in, tap in. Breeze. Yes, Reese. Thank you so much for tapping in today. You're super dope. <laughs> gang, gang, gang. Gang, gang, gang. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I love these conversations. Yeah, for me real, too. For real. Like, our brains fun. are open. I think our hearts, our, our hearts were open too. Yes, for real. It's all in it. It's all in it. Yeah. I don't really know how to end these things yet, guys. So bye. Thank you. See you. <laughs> Have a nice day. Have a nice night. G2G. <laughs> That's it for today, y'all. Thank you so much for listening into today's episode. I'm grateful for you allowing us to be a voice in your ear. If you love the Redefine Your Roots podcast, be sure to leave us your feedback and a rating after this episode. You can keep up with this series at Redefine Your Roots on Instagram. For any information about this episode, you can follow along with the links provided in the description. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an opportunity to redefine your roots. And until next time, be kind, be you, and be patient with yourself. I love you all.